It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Money for Lunch. We are off and running. Well, at least we attempted to be off and running, but we had a little technical glitch there. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, we're back. And uh, you know what? Uh, thanks for being here. I appreciate it very much. As always, uh, it is because of your support that Money for Lunch continues to be one of the fastest growing shows out there. We're syndicated, I think, just about every platform. We're waiting to hear back now from um, Pandora. Thank you. Yeah, Pandora. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get this party started. Uh, my guest today, I'm being joined by John J. Murphy. John J. Murphy is a very intriguing guest. He has written 19 books on business and spirituality with his 20th book scheduled for publication this October. He's also the founder and CEO of Venture Management Consultants, a firm he started 31 years ago. John J. Murphy, welcome to Money for Lunch. Thanks, Barrett. Great being here. All right. So, um, so let's just kind of dive into this, John. You are an entrepreneur as well as a business leader and management consultant. What do you find critical to success as a business leader, as an entrepreneur? Talk about this. Yeah, well, thanks for the question, Bert. Uh, there's several things, actually, but I'll start with one word that I use quite a bit. Maybe it's not a word that everybody's used to hearing, but it's the word flow. Now, we do hear it when we think in terms of cash flow, inventory flow. Athletes sometimes refer to it as flow, but more often as the zone. So it takes flow. It takes uh, a continuous stream, if you will, of, of power that flows through us. And so then the key is to focus it. So along with flow, I'd add a couple of things. One would be focus and one would be alignment. Without focus, we can't get aligned. So I've found over the years that both as an athlete, by the way, as well as an entrepreneur and business owner and teacher and writer, and, you know, I get into flow when I write. The idea is to make sure we're clear on our focus. What is it we want to do? And I, I refer to MVP. It's another athletic term when we think about most valuable player. But in this context, from a class I taught like 25 years ago called MVP results, and the M stands for mission, the V for vision, and the P for principles. So it gets back to clarity, which we need to generate flow. You know, how clear are we on our mission? Why are we here? What are we supposed to do? What's our big why, so to speak? And then the vision is what does that look like five years out, 10 years out, uh, 30 days out? What, where are we going? And then the principles just serve as our guiding, our constants, what Edwards Deming used to call uh, constancy of purpose. They give us some sense of stability in a world of craziness and chaos and uncertainty and change. So MVP, Mission, uh, Vision, and Guiding Principles, to facilitate flow. And one more comment on that is to, to get obstacles out of the way. So it's kind of like thinking about, you know, the ancient Chinese called it the Tao, T-A-O, the Tao, which stands for, which means great current. So when we think about it like water flowing, 
you know, there's boulders in the way, perhaps some, you know, beavers trying to make a dam or whatever, but uh, we got to get obstacles out of the way. So leadership is about removing obstacles, which is synonymous then with empowerment. When we get obstacles out of our way and we get into this state of flow, it's, it's awesome. And, and uh, things just begin to happen that we're not really making happen, but we're allowing them to happen. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned clarity. And I think when people are clear, I, I know that this is in my life been true. When I am clear, obstacles either melt away or don't seem that difficult. You know, you, you kind of just like you get into the flow, as you said, you know, you have this clarity, you get into the flow and man, you're, you're able to put out fires, handle obstacles. You're like, bam, 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 because you're so clear. And I see people that are stuck. And I find, again, in my own life, when I get stuck, I'm unclear as to either the next step or I'm unclear how, you know, this or that is, is, is going to uh, be uh, accomplished. And therefore, I have no flow, right? I'm stuck. Exactly. In fact, if you stop and really think about it, Bert, you know, a lot of people go through life knowing what they don't want, but not being really clear on what they do want. It's kind of like going through a buffet line and you're telling the chef, well, I don't want that and I don't want that and I don't want that. And finally, the chef looks at it and you go, what do you want? And it's a, it's a simple little metaphor but, you know, in this day of all kinds of diseases and crimes and politics and problems at work and problems at home and divorces and all kinds of things that we interpret as negative, well, I don't want that and I don't want that and I don't want that. Well, what do you want? And that one question is so important because when we're really clear on what we want, amazing things happen. I like to give the example when I talk about mission, I like to give the example of Walt Disney. You know, years ago, Walt Disney had a personal mission statement. Not a lot of people have a personal mission statement. And by the way, right. I do recommend it. But the mission, his mission statement was to use my imagination to bring happiness to millions. So it wasn't just a mission statement. It was a vision statement as well, in a sense, because it wasn't just I'm here to give this gift, my imagination in his case, to benefit millions of people, but millions of people, it's a stretch. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a pretty bold statement. And I love it because it was, it's the foundation of his entire organization and career. And so when we get into flow, which is a, a and we know we're there when and things seem timeless and effortless. It's just it's like, like I said earlier, the, the athletes, uh, a lot of athletes think of it as the zone. I mean, I can't miss. I'm in this flow. And when that happens, it, it's amazing. But, it has to, but we have to know what we want to get there. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think everybody at one point in their life has probably experienced that flow state that, you know, I heard some people refer it to your genius state, you know, in the zone. You feel so empowered you know my wife I, I use her as an example because my wife for the most part is a stay-home mom for many years now our most of our kids are gone uh but 
she, th this was when we were very young, very broke. Uh, and so we had one car and of course I would have to take the car cause I had to go to work and stuff. And I was an outside salesperson, so I needed a car, but she got so tired of being stuck at home without a car that one day I come home and she had put together um, uh, a plan. She had found uh, a, uh, this. I came home on a on a I think on a Thursday night, and she says, "Hey, I found a way for us to get a car." I said, "How?" And she goes, "Well, my brother will let me take over the payments of his car. He doesn't want it anymore." And I found a part-time job that will let me uh, – that will work around my schedule, and that job starts on Monday. And so she had – and the car is located in Salt Lake City, Utah. We live in Houston, Texas at the time. So she had found a friend that would drive, would drive both of them up to Salt Lake, and they would both drive back. Uh, and my point being, she was so clear as to want what she wanted – she was that she made it happen, and driving from Houston to Salt Lake is 24, 25 hours, um, and so she had to do that, and then come back, and then report to work on Monday. For uh, but my point being is that we all tap into this once we have this clarity that you're talking about. It's very, very powerful. Yes, it, it really is, Bert. And like I said, you know, I find in so many cases when people are struggling or they're, you know, they're, they're feeling depressed, they're feeling lost, uh, anxious, all kinds of things, it's because they don't really know what they want. And when they identify, they know what they don't want, like I said earlier, but what do you want? And so that's what I do, not just with individuals when I coach people, but with entire organizations. You know, businesses, I've, I've worked with, you know, a lot of <laughs> pretty big companies around the world. And, and uh, the idea is let's make sure that we're very, very, very clear on what our mission is and what we're really, what we're here to do, what we're all about. And then, and then I mentioned earlier, too, that the key word is alignment, making sure that right at the top, the executives are all aligned, because in a lot of cases, they're not. So when you get that misalignment think about the tires on your car if they're not aligned you're going to burn them out faster you're it's it's not safe it's just not efficient it's the same thing in organizations with people when there's dis-ease it causes disease same thing in your body <laughs> so we we have to make sure that we know what we want we're very clear and we get everything aligned and then i like to tell people it's it's about getting out of your own way sometimes you got to just let go to let flow. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think the number one way, and I want your opinion on this, that we get in our way is we hold ourselves back, uh, call it fear. Uh, you know, uh, you have this great idea, but you don't know how to execute it, so therefore you don't really try, right? And, and, and I see this quite a bit where people finally decide, they're finally clear as to what they want, and then they let fear stop them in their tracks. What's your thought on this? Uh, exactly. And I have a term for that. It's, 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 it's in one of my books called Zentrepreneur and it's called, it's a whole chapter called Yeah, But. So we have this idea, we have this thing we might want to do, this business we might want to start, a radio show we want to start, whatever. And then we start hearing the yeah, buts. 
yeah, but you can't make any money doing that. Yeah, but you're too young or you're too old or yeah, but you need more education and training. Yeah, but you don't, you know, and uh, it's, it's this form of resistance. By the way, a lot of yeah, buts are coming from people who love us. They're our parents, you know, our siblings, our friends. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but. So I caution people, be very careful of the yeah, buts. Don't ignore them because they're telling you something you need to probably at least pay attention to. They're identifying right. risks. But the other thing that I, I recommend to people is that when you're doing your vision, you know, and you're envisioning where you really want to be in life at some point, and you're setting things high, then set them really high because what that will do is it will trigger a lot of your own subconscious yeah buts because all of a sudden you'll start saying, oh, I, well, I could never do that. I don't know. I could never write a book. I could, you know, and, and yes, you can. Yes, you can. But if your subconscious programming is telling you you can't do something, and by the way, the subconscious mind processes around 40 million bits of data per second while the conscious mind only processes 40 bits of data per second. 40 wow. million to 40. Million to one ratio. So most of our lives are run by subconscious programs buried deep in our mind that we've learned predominantly between the ages of zero and six years old when we're in a high downloadable state. So we learn all of these fears and phobias and all of this, sometimes in some cases, emotional baggage, very young ages, and then we carry it the rest of our lives. We don't know why we're afraid to get up in front of a group and give a speech. We don't know why we're afraid of certain things, spiders or water or something, elevators. But we go through life with all of these fears and anxieties and phobias, and we allow them then to hold us back, to, to prevent flow. So remember what I said earlier, empowerment and, and great leadership is about removing obstacles. Guess what? Most of these obstacles are in the subconscious mind. They're in our own minds. They're not, they're not outside of us. It's not somebody else who empowers us. It's not somebody else who, you know, enriches us. We, we empower and enrich ourselves by getting out of our own way, which translates into finding those subconscious beliefs that hold us back and deleting them. The whole secret is deletion, not management. How many people try to manage stress day after day after day, not knowing they can delete it? That's interesting. Yeah. So, so let's do this. I, I want to first go back. We were talking about clarity. Do you have any strategies to help people get clear? And then I want to come back to deleting stress. So that, that way we don't uh, jump too much around, but I just I want to kind of wrap up with the clarity thing. Any strategies that you have for getting people to get clear? Well, yeah, I'll go right back to the MVP. So start with uh, drafting a personal mission statement. And, and, the, and the, the formula for that, so to speak, is to identify a gift that you've been given, a gift, a talent, some, you know, like Walt Disney, it was his imagination. To use my ha imagination to bring happiness to millions was his personal mission statement. Find what it is that you have to give and craft a mission statement. So I'm, I'm here to teach. I'm here to entertain. I'm here to um, garden. I'm here to paint pictures. I don't, <laughs> whatever it is, okay, it's, it's what, 
when you're by the way you're doing when you're doing this it's i call moments of bliss a lot of times when you're a kid you get lost doing something and time just flew by and it was fun it was play it wasn't work it was easy and almost effortless that's something to pay attention to because that can translate later in life into whatever it is you're supposed to be doing for me it's creativity i have i use my creativity okay to, to help millions of people around the world that's my personal mission so think about what gift do you have to give then play with some vision ideas some people use vision boards you know you know on post-its just here's i want to be physically fit and energized all right i want i want to work 10 hours a week not 60 i want but i want to make tons of money so these are all paradigm breakers too by the way because we grow up with these paradigms these beliefs well 40 hour weeks three meals a day things like that um you know the paradigm to be successful you have to work hard no you don't a lot of people work hard and they're, they're barely breathing you got to work smart so what does that look like? Draw a vision and, and, and be playful with it. I always recommend don't work too hard at your own vision statement. <laughs> so, uh, and then, you know, design your guiding principles, the things that, you, you know, the rules you're not going to break. That's where integrity comes from, and that's where you have some constancy of purpose, so to speak. And uh, whether you're an organization, you know, a, a, a group of leaders leading an organization, you can do the same exercises. Another exercise I did for guiding principles years ago is we had people write their own eulogies, not to be morbid, but to say, how do you want to be remembered? What's your legacy look like? How do you want people to, to perceive you and think of you? And, and those, you know, those things then give you some foundation for how you want to live your life day after day after day. Those are your guiding principles. So get clarity on that and then play with it and practice it embody it yeah and that's you know you know that yeah what i was going to say is is the other mistake that people make uh and 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 that is they they don't perceive what comes easy to them as the gift right so you mentioned gardening or writing a book or cooking or or whatever it is, drawing pictures, uh, you know, if it just becomes, just because it comes easy to you doesn't mean that it's not a value. It just means that it's your gift. It's like you mentioned before, it's your, you know, it's that fun, playful thing that, that makes you feel like a kid again. And I'm a big believer that if you have this gift, whatever it is, then you can monetize it. And I'll give you an example. Uh, I have a, a client who she has a gift for growing houseplants. And the first time I, I talked to her, I, I didn't know if I could help her. I didn't know if that was that big of a deal. I talked to my wife and she goes, oh, I want to talk to her because I'm constantly replacing houseplants. And so it's something that came easy to her. We created a course, um, and, and it, it, it's been very successful now going on, on 10 years. And it taught me that, you know, it kind of retaught me that lesson, that just because it seems easy to you or simple to you or a no-brainer to you, 
it's not that way for everybody. My wife, and, and right. including myself, I just, I've just never had to do it. Uh, I don't think I could keep a house plan alive. I never even thought about it. But for my wife, <laughs> as soon as I talked to her about it, she like lit up. Oh, I want to talk to her. So, yeah. you know, if you're listening and, and you get excited about X, Y, Z, whatever that is, and it makes you feel like a kid or it puts you in a, you know, a powerful state or you feel it just brings you back to life, then that is probably your, your gift. That's your genius. That's your flow state. And yeah, absolutely. Don't discount it. All right. So that's how you get clear. Now we're going to go back to this idea of stress. And you mentioned something that I thought was profound that some people don't understand that they just can delete stuff out of their life. So talk about deleting stuff out of your life, deleting stress. Talk about this. Sure. Yeah. Well, you think of your mind uh, similar to a computer running on programs. And that's essentially what's happening. And scientists are finding more and more fascinating things about this. I love the work of Dr. Bruce Lipton, for example, because he's, he's written things like the biology of belief and, and the wisdom of the cells. He's, he's a scientist. And uh, you know, some of the work that he's done, Greg Braden, another scientist, used to work for NASA. There's, there's a lot of really great science out now on things that mystics and spiritual teachers and gurus, et cetera, were saying thousands of years ago that science is starting to go, wow, that's true. That actually is true. For example, there's a, a, a vibration that we each put out uh, called Heart Coherence. There's a great organization out of California called the Heart Math Institute. It even has devices now where you can measure your heart coherence. Think of that as your vibe. What vibe are you putting out? The work of the late David Hawkins, Dr. David Hawkins, developed something called the map of consciousness where you could calibrate the energetic frequencies of feelings like shame and guilt and anger and fear and courage and love, unconditional love and joy. You could actually calibrate the, the, the energetic frequencies of these feelings, of these vibrations. So uh, the idea is to learn how to shift your vibe, so to speak, if it's low and dark, so to speak, if you're walking around with a lot of shame and guilt and grief and, oh, woe is me, you know, the old saying, misery loves company. Well, that's the law of attraction. Like energies attract like energies. So the first thing you have to do is become more aware. There's all kinds of awareness now and mindfulness training going on in organizations. Google has one, for example, called Search Inside Yourself. British Parliament's teaching mindfulness now and meditation techniques because the science is clear. If we're putting out these dark, anxious, fearful vibes, we're just asking for more of the same. So the key to empowerment is recognizing that I have control of the dial, so to speak. If you start to think of it, Bert, like a radio station, if there's some noisy, angry, violent type sound on that you don't care for it just means you're not a frequency match um, change the dial tune into something that makes you feel better so music's a good example of these vibrational frequencies because they can change moods pretty quick so the idea is paying attention being mindful and aware of your own vibe what vibe am i putting out when i go into work when i'm when i'm interviewing somebody when i'm writing, when I'm teaching, 
when I'm managing whatever I'm doing, when I'm growing plants at home for, for people, <laughs> you know, whatever, what, what's my vibe? And you know you're in flow if you have a really positive, happy, joyful vibe. But if it's work and if it's a struggle and if you just feel exhausted when you, you know, at the end of the day when you do it, something's out of alignment. So the key is to recognize that we're playing these programs through the subconscious mind. It's running most of our day, most over 95% of our day, according to Dr. Lipton, is run by the subconscious mind. Think of this sure. kind of like you're driving down the street and you're having a conversation with somebody. Who's driving the car? Who's paying attention to the guy coming up behind you? Who's paying attention to the person passing you? Who's paying attention to the, the, red light, the, the light that just turned yellow and about to turn red? That's the subconscious mind because the conscious mind can only think of one thing at a time. So the conscious mind, if you're actually paying attention to the conversation you're having, then your subconscious mind is doing everything else. Your, your conscious mind cannot like parallel process or multitask. It cannot do it. Plus, your, your conscious mind's almost never present. It's always thinking about something you've got to do in the future or something that's happened in the past. So if you're bumming out about something, it's usually, it usually means your conscious mind's thinking about something in the past that bums you out. If you're anxious or afraid, it usually means your conscious mind's thinking about something in the future that could go wrong, you know, something that could hurt you. And meanwhile, you're not present. So you, your, your subconscious mind's taking care of everything else. But the thing is that the subconscious mind cannot not be present. It's always present. And it's always running on past programs. It has no creative capacity. So always running on things from the past experience. So that's why habits are so hard to break because the subconscious mind's habitual. Wayne Dyer used to call it the habitual mind. It's it's just well, running like on that. programming. Yeah. And so yeah. you know you you might you might consciously say, "Hey, I'm going to change this habit." And your subconscious mind's going, <laughs> "Yeah, right. <laughs> Didn't you try that last year? Good luck, you know." So the idea then uh, is to, to identify these memes, these paradigms, these beliefs, these thoughts that are going on in the subconscious mind and not try to manage them, but to figure out a way to delete them, just like you delete a virus in a computer. I've got to find these, I've got to uncover them, and I've got to delete them. And when you do that, wow, how, how transformational is that? Sure. All right. So we're short on time. What are your top strategies for deleting some of these viruses, for lack of a better term? Sure. Yeah. Well, one of them, I mean, I meditate every day and there's all kinds of great science now um, on just the power of meditation on the brain and on the mind. They're two different things, but the power of meditation. So get into a a zone. The, the HeartMath uh, Institute offers a meditation technique I love called the quick coherence technique. That's, that's one of many that I use. I, I, my my go-to in the morning is a Taoist meditation. So, so meditation is a very important way to uh, reprogram the mind into a much more peaceful, graceful, poised state of mind. So um, Think about it. Do you, when you get up in the morning, do you turn on the news and start watching, you know, all kinds of disasters that are going around, on around the world? Or do you sit quietly and, and get into a, a, a different zone 
And another favorite of mine, and it is a, it's a great release technique, it's called EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. It's meridian tapping. It's been featured on, you know, Dr. Oz. Nick Ortner, who was on Dr. Oz, is the one who taught me uh, meridian tapping, EFT. You can Google it, EFT. It's a wonderful uh, technique. By the way, I write about these techniques in, in, in this new book, Miracle-Minded Manager, and teach them. So when that's available, and I also have a YouTube channel that people can check out where I demonstrate these techniques. So that's, it's, you know, they're easy to learn, easy to apply. They don't take a long time. And it's, they're, they're tools available to all of us to identify and delete the things that are holding us back. Hey, John, so what's the best website? If somebody wants to find out more about you, connect with your uh your other stuff, your content, find out about your other 19 books. What's the best website for that? johnjmurphy.org. johnjmurphy.org and you can yeah, I'm also on a lot of the social media channels, the the, the Facebook. It's johnjmurphyauthor.com. There's lots of John Murphys in the world apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, LinkedIn. You know, yeah, it, I'm easy to find. You could, you could just Google me and Google one of the titles of my books, and it'll pop right up. Yeah, so I'm going to put johnjmurphy.org here in the show notes, johnjmurphy.org. And you guys can go there and check out all his different books. He's got some audios. He's got all sorts of stuff. Um, and, uh, and, yeah. Uh, John, it's been a blast having you on the show. Looking forward to having you back again. Thanks, Per. I'd love to come back. Yep, I'm here to help. All righty. Good stuff there from best-selling author John J. Murphy at johnjmurphy.org. And, you know, the critical steps of success, get clear. That's really the number one. Number two, delete as much negative crap out of your life as possible. And that sometimes is people that we generally love. It's hard to do that sometimes. But uh, somebody said to me, sometimes you have to love people from afar. And, you know, and, and let me tell you, if you have a negative spouse, it really can be challenging. So... Number one step, though, is getting that clarity. That clarity leads to, I think, a lot of empowerment. It, it uh, gives you, puts you in that flow state, and then start reprogramming your subconscious mind. Start deleting some junk out of there. As always, my friends, let's help as many people as we can. Let's share this episode with as many people as we can. And and as always, my friends. Remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.